You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello Cheeseheads and welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. This is Franco, your host for the show, and tonight we will be reviewing the win against West Ham at home in the Premier League. Get Joining me. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> A good win that it was. And uh, joining me to discuss this, as always, all the way from Vienna, is the Harlow Globetrotter. How are you doing, HG? Cloud fucking nine. We beat the Spammers. <laughs> I'm super happy. Done the double. Life is good. Yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that one. Um, I was feeling a little bit nervous, as a few of us were, but to be honest, we didn't really have much to worry about in the end. Also joining us, he's uh, fresh off his peloton, having a nice sweat-out session. It's the cooler. How are you doing, cooler? Well, I'm not really sure about fresh, sweaty, and um, <laughs> uh, you know, just wet from the shower. Um, not from not from the there's, peloton. There's an I'm, image. <laughs> uh, just imagine that that bronze. Just to, just imagine a bronze Adonis slipping out of the shower, you know, you know, pecs, pecs flexing. And then and um, you're the complete opposite. Yeah, and okay. I'm the complete opposite of that. There you go. Uh, on the water tonight. Thanks very much. Chin chin. Top stuff. Also, he's been piping in already. He's uh, He's been on once before, I believe. Is that right, Mia? Yeah, back back in the early days. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> and I've just done that to wind him up. It is... <laughs> Admin extraordinaire from Glory Glory Tottenham Hotspur Facebook group, Mr. Paul Muir. How are you doing, Paul? Very, very well. Good to be here. Glad. Absolutely sweating like a PIG because it's roasting in London today. It is, Scorchio. These new build flats uh, that I live in are disgraceful. I had some woman on the balcony next to me decided to spray paint loads of picture frames. So I t- <laughs> every now and then I'd hear this her bottle, you know, like a spray can. I'd just hear it to run and close my bloody door so I didn't get loads of fucking paint come through my, my lounge. Well annoying. Anyway, that's my day. Right, let's crack on with the game. When we look at the team as it came out, there was a few surprises. Um, we were kind of... I don't know, really. How did you feel about it, HG? There was one or two changes, wasn't there? And it, and it, but it was different from what you were saying. You were saying we should drop Kane because he was in such poor form. 
I just, I just thought that Kane at 60% was probably not the best thing we could be doing. As it was, he turned out to be a lot better in the game itself. But it was relatively predictable what, what, what Jose did. Maybe a surprise that Lo Celso was in a midfield two as opposed to a bit further up the pitch. But And maybe Lucas over Bergwijn was a bit of a shocker. But mm. you know, we we know what Jose likes to do. We saw his you know his famed three two four one. So it it seems to it seemed to have worked out well for him, and it wasn't too surprising, no. No, and uh, Caller, you must have been happy to not see a midfield pairing of of Winks and Sissoko, and Lacelso came in. Very happy not to see Winks. Um, the less I see Winks, the happier I am. But he he did piss on my bonfire and drop Bervine and put Lucas in. So you can't have everything. Oh, I called him Lucas. I meant Mora. Sorry, Brendan. <laughs> so childish uh, Paul what did you think about Lamella being dropped and, and Deli coming straight back in a uh, bit harsh on Lamella because he played pretty well in the game before didn't he yeah I thought he was I was really yeah I was I was a bit bit suspicious really of like uh, how we were going to play um, without kind of like you know kind of the attacking kind of threat that, uh, that Lamella brings but um, yeah and also I was also, I'd like to have seen Stevie B as well uh, straight in there for Mora but Especially after on the run up to the game, he was saying he had all t- six attacking players for the first time. I was looking. I, I would have dropped Kane as well personally. I thought he was poor yeah. against Manu. Didn't do much. Yeah, we all know he had one touch in the penalty box, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. He just didn't look on it, and he he doesn't look anywhere near fit or strong yeah. enough for me at the minute. I mean, yeah, you are a, a you know a personal trainer. Fitness is your thing. So there's an argument with Kane not playing football for six months or however long it's been, isn't it? It was like right at the start of January, wasn't it? So it is literally six months. He's not played, so he was, he was always going to be off. And then, you know, other players are kind of in different stages of fitness. The thing I found weird was that he took Lamella and Bergwijn off in the previous game, so they'd had less game time. I would have thought he did that in order for them to start, but that wasn't the case. But, I mean, do you not do you not think that Kane has got to get up to fitness? But when he, when he, came, back, when he came back before, didn't he score? Like first, when he was offered a like a couple of times, didn't he score? He definitely scored against Burnley from the, the, the throw in, which was like ten mm. minutes from a whip. And didn't he score? But mind you, he j- all through this like six months, yeah, he's been putting videos up of him like throwing battle ropes around and doing kettlebells, and and it's almost like he's trying to prove to people that he's yeah, still yeah. fit. And then he did the finishing little drill about six weeks ago, where Lurie's got nowhere <laughs> near them, and when he turned to his right. And he finished with his, he just he just didn't look like he didn't look to me, he didn't look confident. He, well, no, he wasn't moving confidently in in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't see anything that changed that against Manu. I just thought he was bullied, he didn't like it strong, he couldn't hold it. I hear what people are saying, he's got he's gotta play games, he's gotta play games, but you know, we, we we are we are trying to get that fifth spot, you know, if 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 that becomes a ICL spot. I think Giving him 50 or 60 minutes and then put, I was very surprised he's, he's played two. Um, obviously, he scored the other night, uh, last night, but I was very surprised that he lasted the whole game against yeah. Manu and he started again. I mean, fitness wise, I understand you've got to get match fit and stuff, but I think we've got to play him. I think, I think he's, you know, and he's, he's really suffering injury wise. He, he just doesn't look, you know, even to me, three quarters of, three quarters of what he should be. In my yeah, opinion, yeah. But that's my opinion. I don't, I don't see the stats. I don't see his heart rate data. I don't see anything like you know the recovery processes he goes through. So well, he looked knackered when he, he scored. Does. He like he does. fell over and exhausted. I've, him I've much, never. I mean, I don't know what the boys think, but I, I've never seen him kind. Of, I mean, obviously, there's no one to like run to in the crowd or anything like that. But yeah. just a collapse there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he took he took it well. I mean, we took out the goal, obviously, but I thought he took it well. He you know he outstripped their defense, which which was good. 
But yeah, um, it, was the, it was the pace, the fact that he managed to keep away from the defenders, wasn't it? Yeah, it shows he still got it. And there was that moment right at the well, close to the start of the second half of the run that um he made to kind of get into the play when Lacelso put that nice ball through to him, and he had pace. I was like really yeah. surprised, especially <clears throat> with a hammy like. A hamstring pull, you're always probably quite nervous of going 100%, but that Absolutely. definitely like he was going for it. It was interesting. But it was interesting. Let, yeah. Let's talk about the game itself then. Um, one of our listeners wrote in, and, and this is quite nicely succinct, so I thought I'd read it out. Rob Woolmer wrote in, said, very slow tempo and little movement for the first 30 minutes or so. Much improved towards the end of the first half when we started to stretch their defence with more pace. Second half, both teams upped the ante and we got that lucky break for a deserved lead. I mean... That's kind of one way of looking at it, isn't it? I mean, West Ham came to stifle, didn't they, HG? They've you know had one less day uh, to prepare for this. Uh, so it probably shouldn't be too expected because they're not as good as us, let's face it. But they really did sit back and were causing us problems. We just, as we've seen many times before, we're just struggling to get chances, weren't we? Yeah, I mean, like West Ham did to us what we tried to do to Man United. They, they played with, you know, three basically defensive midfielders, a back four, and sat back and basically said, well, I mean, Antonio was up up on by himself. Bowen was on the right. I can't even remember who played down the left for them. They must have had someone out there, but they they weren't interested in attacking. And we've seen it for the last what two three years, plenty of times at home when teams come and try to stop us, that that we we don't know what to do. And and really, last night was no different. So we we did get better, as Rob said. And I think that well, it's. We talked about Dembele when he was here and his ability to beat a man and then move the ball on. And Lacelso started to do that. As soon as we got the ball a bit further forward with him on it, then they had to close him down and the gaps appeared. And that's what happened when Sun had his goal that was chalked off. He found himself in some space. So it's just, we need to move the ball quicker. We need to watch teams like Man City and see what they do. They always mm. pass it five yards forward, five yards back, and then the man has made the run. So when the ball comes back to, let's say it's you know Gundogan or someone, he, he sees the runner. He sees what's going on. We, we're just far too static. We wait for the ball to feet and then we, we, we can't turn because there's someone right behind us. So the ball goes back, but there's no movement. We're all just kind of waiting for something to happen. And last night, that something was always Giovanni Lo Celso. Yeah, and he played well, but he was he was having to come deep, wasn't he? A lot to get it in. Like you say, the few chances that that we had was probably because he was a bit further forward. Uh, Caller, what did you think? It was maybe a little bit lopsided. We were saying in the chat, weren't we? With with um, Aurier so far forward, it's you know it's, it's more like a mm. three sort of two four one, I suppose, wasn't it? Too many cooks spoil the broth, really. And um, I think <laughs> I think a lot of what um, HG said for once is uh, is fairly com- is fairly sensical. And um, it it certainly I think you're always going to struggle to get the best out of Mora with um, someone bobbing up the right hand side in his position. Is a um, is a sensical the northern word for sensible? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. We can say we can say sensical. We can say sensible. We can say. Harrogant, whatever you prefer, whatever you prefer. Isn't that a place in, York- that a place in Yorkshire? Harrogant, oh, it's Harrogant. <laughs> yeah, well, if there was a place in Yorkshire, HG lives there. Yeah, but no, it was an odd one, was it? Because you're right; he takes up that space you'd expect yeah. Lucas to be yeah. in, and then on the and then on the left, Sun was just kind of I don't know. Sun doesn't really seem Sun's has never seemed like the sort of player that that is there to take a man on. He's he's better when he's running at pace, isn't he? Son Son cuts inside every time. He drives me insane because yeah, if you're gonna deploy him in that role, you really he's almost a bit like a one trip pony. He does get away with it a lot. 
you know when he scored the goal that was offside, that was very typical Son cuts in as a as a go and goes across the keeper. You see it time and time and time again. But for a defender, it's fairly predictable. And I think who, who was he up against last night? Was it Fredericks? Who was he against last night? Was it yeah, Cooper? yeah. Fredericks. When he's when he's further out Fredericks wide, is, Fredericks is quick. The same. Fredericks is quick. He can't take him. I mean, I think you're being a bit harsh. I just want to see him go. Well, I don't see. I, let me put it a different way. I don't ever see him go down the outside. He always cuts inside, and he does it on Not both sides of the pitch, doesn't he? That is it. Like on the right hand <laughs> side, he'll cut in and shoot with his left foot. He's always yeah. looking to cut inside and shoot. And yeah, when, when you are when you do have the pace that Son has, it, it gets a bit frustrating because there's just no variety. Sometimes yeah. HG, in the words of John Barnes, there's only one way to beat them: get round the back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is it. The problem was is that it, it then becomes a bit obvious because you know that Aurier is going to be the one putting in the crosses, and then if that if we can't get it out to him, it will go out to Sun, and he'll look to cut inside and either shoot or play a ball across. And yeah, it was a bit too predictable, and that lasted for much of the half. We did have some chances. I'm trying to think what they were. Mora, oh, that chance that Lucas that shot had. was lovely. That shot, oh. the goalie, that was a wicked shot. Really, really. It was a great it was shot. So and smooth. I, if it had just been a few metres to either side, that would have gone in. Um, it's just the fact that he put it straight through the middle. Kane, I think, was trying to have shots all game. I think he had six shots in the end and I think he had one on target. But then the side foot from from Lucas was the one I was really disappointed with because when you look at that from behind him, he's just yeah, he's just he's got a triangle foot. It it doesn't actually it doesn't go in the direction he's trying to plant it, it kind of goes off at a slight angle because that seemed like a really easy opportunity for me. Um, mm. So yeah, first half, a few chances, and, and West Ham. I think they had one shot in the entire half, so it was all pretty much one way traffic. I think it was seventy percent possession to us, fairly dominant. Second half, it opened up a little bit more, um, and then we got that fortuitous goal. Paul, do you think we needed well, that, uh, or did you think we we probably would have got a goal anyway? I didn't. I didn't see. It. I really didn't see a scoring. To be honest, I, you know, I, oh. I thought it would come from a mistake. I didn't realise it was going to come from a, a direct from a corner. Um, I actually thought, um, kind of like I was watching it on an iPad, I actually thought it was from Dyer. I thought Dyer had like just touched it. But yeah. I, I mean, I mean, the defender just got himself in a right state and he tried to clear it. And it just, it, yeah, as I say, I, I think that was the only, probably the only way we were going to score. I just didn't see us creating uh, that much. Obviously, you know, Son was this loud. But um, it was just nice to see from a corner. It was like quite a decent hit, quite, quite, quite well put in. It's just a shame that, mm. you know, we didn't attack it more. But yeah, as I said, I thought it came off dire to re- originally. But um, yeah, it came Yeah. Off and then it ended up being contentious. I mean, I when I saw it, I didn't think it was handball at all. But then when you see it kind of from different angles, it almost definitely was. Um, HG, how do you feel about these ones? Because obviously the rules have been changed to say basically anything that comes off any part of your arm or hand in that situation shouldn't be given. But <laughs> VAR managed to miss it, even though uh, Jamie Redknapp was incensed. <laughs> can, can I invoke the, uh, the the fifth Wenger amendment here and say I didn't see it? No, like it's <laughs> it's just yeah, the rules are that sorry, that's sorry, not a sorry, goal. Sorry, the fifth Wenger amendment. Yeah, the fifth say. amendment. I don't want to say talk about it. And as Wenger I mean, didn't that's as bad it. as sensical. Yeah, like it, the rules state that it should not be a goal. Right, I think we all know that the rule is complete idiocy, but that is the rule. And but you know the referee, like, I mean, how many referees looked at it and saw it and didn't see it? So that's fine. Like uh, I don't know, you know, we got one, but considering the you know Sun had his left toe offside in the first half and that goal from Aurier re- really early on in the season at Leicester, like, yeah. it, luck evens yeah. itself out, right? VAR evens itself out. So 
um like it's it, it's it's nonsensical that we're even talking about it but um yeah yeah it was it, 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 it was so. a fortunate goal um but one we probably deserved yeah Cooler, would you be gutted if if that wasn't given and it was the other way around? I just, I don't know. I think things like that are just pointless. It's such a, it, it's such a minor thing. Well, it's a stupid law, but I mean, equally, I think the goal Sonner disallowed is a completely stupid law as well because you're mm. talking about half a foot at best. It's not going to make any difference to to him beating the defender and scoring. Um, no. And I think really at the end of the season, it'd be great if the FA just applied some common sense to the to the rules. Because VAR, in theory, is a really good system. It's just the way it's being used. How, how would you change? I think you've got to give you've got to give a little bit more benefit of the doubt to a forward um, so what, in that situation. You have like a what like a, I don't know like a half a meter rule or something or what? A like? Tolerance, maybe. I don't, a tolerance. I don't, I don't know. I think there's got to be there's got to be some sort of common sense applied because when you when you're going down to toenails and you're talking about oh you can see his muscle, it glanced off his muscle because it just rippled slightly on the slow motion replay. That's not yeah. football. That's not what the rules were introduced for in the first place. It was to stop goal no. lagging. You know, like if. If you if you if you need lines to see if someone's offside, they're not offside. That should be yeah, the rule. Exactly. Simple. I agree. If it's I not agree. obvious to the naked eye when you look at it again, yeah. go for it. Let, let, let whatever whatever the decision that was given should stand. Which clear and obvious it was supposed to be, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, a solution is you just have a much thicker line, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you what, Frank, you could copyright that and sell it. That's a great there idea. You go. Right into the Premier League now. Nobody steal it if you listen to this. <laughs> Paul, what did you think about the subs that were made? Again, he didn't utilise all of them, but it's a difficult one because uh, Deddy came off, Lamella came on and, and we got that goal a few minutes later, but... And then the game opened up, and it's hard to gauge whether that was because of the tactical change or not. But I think we can all agree that Lamella kind of came on and, and made things happen that Delhi wasn't. I mean, we we all know what Eric gives you, and I'm sure HG will expand on it if he wants to. But um, what he does bring, he brings a complete shift in energy. Now, whether you want to like think that's a, it is a good thing, but obviously he needs an end product, and he needs you know run around a bit it's just that's that's a bit of a nonsensical thing to say about him but what yeah. he does do what he <laughs> what he does do is that the, the energy level does increase with the players around him he becomes like like a catalyst for something to change and he and he does he does to start probably i thought he did well against man U, but when he did come on you're right he did make a difference last night and um mm. it's just the timing of the release of the pass it's like he gets into some he takes on some really good angles you know, some really easy yeah, in the passing lanes. He picks up some good angles, but when he's got the ball and he's on that right hand side, you know he's going to come across. There's going to be runners for him, and he'll just hold on to it and hold on to it, and he just won't release it. He's waiting for like something worldly, to, and that frustrates me. And I've heard HG talk about it before. I've debated with him online about this. He, I mean, he's right. He, he's got to really. He goes down too many cul de sacs, Franco. He does. Yeah. But yeah. He, he, do, he does. He does. He does change the dynamic of the of of the of the game on the pitch that you, yeah. you can't deny that you can't deny that so that's, that's why true. yeah i mean there was one moment i think where we broke and he it kind of didn't quite fall right and he was in the box and then he managed to pass it back and was playing a bit of one twos going back into his own half and in the yeah. end <laughs> we end up giving the ball away i was like what within 10 seconds we were in their box and now we've managed to like trying to play it safe and nearly giving them the ball 
He's um yeah he he's he's enigmatic, isn't he, Lamella? Can, can I just say that like I I don't always ever go at him, but I'm going to right now. Um, always, always. <laughs> <laughs> You've wound him up, Paul. No, look, look in, in, in the half hour he got right, there were two moments that made me want to scream at the top of my voice. One was the one that Paul just talked about where he just kind of went along the 18-yard box and you're like, just yeah. shoot. You're on your left foot. Yeah. Just shoot. And he went yeah, again yeah, yeah, yeah. and again and again. And it never happened. Yeah. The second one, I can't remember who it was that had the ball. It was probably Sun, maybe Kane. And we're breaking and Lamella ran to the man with the ball. He didn't run away yeah, from it. An angle, didn't right? he? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I want to run around the outside of you to make the pass. But of course, if you're running to the guy with the ball, you're bringing another defender to him who, frankly, is going to be worried more about the ball than about the run that the Mellor's making. So it's just like, just move away. Just run away. Let it be a one versus one because we know that both Son and Kane can shift it half a yard and find the far corner. That, that Those yeah. are things that, that frustrated me. Like, I understand that like that's a, a decision that you're making in the heat of the game and it's not always easy to, to make that right choice. But when, when you've got a two-on-two two or a three-on-three three break, you want to run away from the person who has the ball. You want to give them yeah. options, but you don't want to crowd them out with other defenders. I'm going to say something here you'll probably disagree with. But, well, <laughs> I mean, that's most stuff I say, to be perfectly honest. But anyway, Lamella is the only person we have that would have made Kane's goal the way he did. And, yeah, that's, what he can, and that's what he can give you. But he he wouldn't have played the pass as well as Son did. <laughs> he would, no, it would have been he would have been over hit or it would have been under hit, and the centre back would have cut it out or lofted or something annoying. He would have been going, "Why have you not just done that?" Like you got to admit, he did well to win the ball, and he and he got rid of it quickly, which is basically what Lamella should always do. I think he's got he's got to play on instinct more, Franco. I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. he does when he when you don't give him time, and when he's played really he's well, like you know, he's mu- you're right, he's much better. It's just like the kid the he's not a kid anymore I know he's been around a long time but it's you know just just do the natural things you know he's a skillful player he's, he's a very skillful player just yeah. you know when he hasn't got a time but it's when he's like he does a foot roll over the top and he, oh, like, he, loves, and that. he, like, he loves the foot yeah what, what they call it like I don't know some kind of like lamella roll or whatever it's called and it's just like <laughs> stop it just stop it just like play that instinctive <laughs> pass just do it yeah you know and but then we could say that the whole of the team at the minute aren't playing on instinct. It's almost like they're being coached and drilled. Any kind of like you know, and maybe we'll come on to this in a bit when we talk about our sixty million pound sub. But it's it seems that we're playing very very to a system, and that system is like maybe starting to kind of squeeze any kind of like risk taking or breaking forward pass like yeah what, what we call like maybe kind of like you know a worldly pass or whatever yeah maybe, mm. maybe the system at the minute and, and jose and his tactics are starting to maybe like squeeze that and i don't know i i mean i'm just that what what i've come across last couple of months yeah pre-lockdown and certainly the last two games it's like we're playing very to a system and we don't seem to like want to take you know some risks so i don't know if that's jose's tactics or what it's a pretty boring system. Agreed. Let, let's talk about some of the players that had an impact. Ryan Horst has written in. He said, if I really had to pick one player, because he thinks everyone played fairly well, um, he would have gone with Lacelso. just demanded the ball and had a huge presence on the field. HG, what do you think of uh, Lacelso's game? 
he, I agree with Ryan. He was the, our best player. It's just everyone knows that he's comfortable with it. Everyone knows they trust him as well. I mean, that's just yeah. it. Like mm-hmm. most of the team are comfortable on the ball. Even Sissoko is comfortable on the ball. But Lacelso, they all know he's the one that can make things happen. There was one move in the game. I think it was in the second half where he flicks the ball almost past his man and beat two in a simple movement. Even had Alan Smith going, how good it was. So I just think Lacelso, his intelligence is is top notch. And it's a question of where we always have to decide where we're going to play him. Do we want him to be the number 10, the kind of Ericsson role that, that we that Ericsson used to do? Or do we want mm-hmm. him to be the ball playing number eight? But I think if we if we have that, then we need to have a number 10 that can do that job further up the pitch because he can't do it all by himself. You need someone to to take the ball off the defenders and start things with, with decent passing. And that can be, I think, someone like Winks, right? But mm. I... I I liked, well, I would rather see this also be the eight. I think I, I want to have a different 10. Like, I know people are talking about Bruno Fernandes and how it was a shame we didn't get him. But if you can imagine, like, you know, today, Man United played, I had Pogba as the eight and Fernandes as the 10, and they created chances. And, like, that's what you want to see from Spurs. Now, obviously, we don't have that, that perfect six that would make it work. But still, that's what we need to be doing. That's what we want to try and achieve. And... If we've decided that the Celso is going to be that ball playing number eight that maybe Dombele could also do, then you have to have a ten. And Delhi, as as great as he is in front of goal, he doesn't have that that sense of passing. He doesn't have the creativity needed to to really supply the bullets. Yeah, and especially not yesterday when his you know his touching is he looks a bit rusty at times. You need someone. We needed someone around the box that was a bit more composed and a bit more tricky, and it just wasn't it, was he? It's either him or Lamella, isn't it? Exactly. And Delhi's game is flicks. Right, and for flicks to work, you need runners. Otherwise, who are you flicking it to? The guy who's standing on his yeah. on his heels. It doesn't work. Yeah. So Sun has the ability to do it, but again, those are things that you train. Now we can all say that you know, Mourinho has got his team playing the way he wants them to play, and it is a bit robotic. But you look at Man City, and it looks a bit robotic. Yet they play fantastic yeah. football. They they've just had it drilled so well that they all know what to do. Like if yeah. you name each position as like A, B, and C then if you're sending in A, you know what to do. If you're sending in B, you know what to do. And they all do it so well that it doesn't matter who is in which position. And unfortunately, yeah. at Spurs, that's the problem. We are waiting for, like, that's your job, this is mine, and no one's taking charge because they're waiting for someone else to do their job. So, uh, Sorry, H. so you're saying you'd have Lo Celso as, like, the pivot between defensive attack is that what you're saying I, I, I like if we're going to play a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 right I want him to be one of those central midfielders the one that can because Lo Celso's good at, good in front of goal he, he's, he's good everywhere right he, he is that perfect number 8 um, the yeah. type of Iniesta type that can really do almost anything you want him to but yeah. if you play in a 2 then you need to have a, a defensive midfielder that is really capable like a Busquets someone who just sits and does the simple things and if it's sure, in a three, then you can maybe play Lacelso and Dombele either side of that six. But the problem is, mm. is that, I mean, I've said it before on the pod, we have a bunch of number eights in our squad. We don't have anyone that really likes to sit. Sissoko yeah. is probably the best option we've got because he's got the, you know, the physique and the athleticism to do that job. Mm. And he doesn't need to run forward with it anymore. You know, we've got better options to do that. I think Sissoko... Oh God. Yeah, well, Sissoko's like future at Spurs probably depends on how well he takes to this position because he's not going to play anywhere else. 
I'm a big fan of Stoke. I was a big fan when he was at, when he was at, um, when he was at Newcastle as well. And obviously, it took him a, a season and a half, two seasons to like you know find his way at White Hart Lane. But certainly, you know, Man United. I mean, he's in there with some good players, and I thought he was really, really disciplined. I thought, mm. you know, track back, kind of like covered the runners. He was in the centre back uh, position with, with Hugo's fantastic save. He was tracking back. He was looking. You know, he, he was. He was he babysits Serge as well. Obviously, when Serge decides to go AWOL. and last night as well, like just tracked their midfield runners. Like Nolan, I don't know how many touches Nolan, but it wasn't many. Um, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just really really hoping, as she's alluded to there, that that Sissoko can, you know, make that kind of like, for want of a better expression, that the DM position, you know, in front of the centre backs, his own, because I don't really think he fits in anywhere else. He's certainly yeah. not a wide player. We've got so many wide players. Um, in you know, and I just think I just, last last couple of games, I just, I'm just been really, really impressed by his discipline and his awareness. And um, yeah, and he, he doesn't have to like you know run with it 25 yards, 30 yards anymore. He can, he can play it simple. He plays it to the Celso next to him, or if if Ndombele plays, or he, you know he, he can play it wide to like one of our attacking you know wide players. Yeah. I think I think. Sorry, it's all about decision-making, right? It's all about decision-making. You want your DM to win the ball and give it to someone who's better at making those decisions. We've seen Sissoko run forward with the ball and he looks the business and then he doesn't know what he's going to do. I mean, the perfect the perfect example is Liverpool last season, right? That's the perfect example. Van Dijk was basically... All right, Sissoko, go ahead. Have a shot. I don't think you know what you're going to do. Covering Son, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, that that Sissoko. It's not. He's not a bad player by any means. However, he doesn't trust himself, and so let's give him an easier job. With the size he is and the athleticism he has, he's perfect for it. All he needs to do is learn to sit and. I don't think that's a particularly difficult skill, especially when you know there are people in the team with you who are better at doing other things. I think every football player is clear that, yeah, I might have certain skills, but this person might be better at doing certain things than me. And it's all about finding that right balance. Sissoko Mm. is our best defensive midfielder, especially since the only other one we've got, Dio, now wants to play centre-back. If we can get get Sissoko being, I've said this before on the pod, if we can get him being that middle linebacker, just kind of going Mm. from side to side and snuffing out any danger, that's what he's going to... Let the other players use the ball. They're better with it. The Celso, Dombele, Winks... I mean, even Jetson is better going forward with the ball at feet mm. than, than Sissoko is. So, look, I, I've said before that Sissoko, you know, could easily get sold, but he's now, you know, he's Dombele's best mate. So if you want Dombele to hang around, you probably need Sissoko to hang around. It's it, He's becoming very, very important. This is it. A lot of fans seem to focus on the fact that he's not a great passer of the ball as if that's like a vitally important thing. But like you said, it's like there's ways that you can utilise his skills and not have to worry so much about his passing range or his passing ability. If you're going to play this lopsided like right fullback forward thing with Serge, which obviously Mourinho wants to do, I think you know you're going to have to have Sissoko in there and or somebody because and I say this all the time, but he does babysit a right back position, especially when Serge cannot be yeah. bothered to run back 35 meters. Now I yeah, we, it, this is not Danny Rose and this is not Carl Walker because they busted a gut and they're athletes to get back. Serge does not do that. He doesn't do that. <laughs> I watch him every home game. He's on my side of the field. I mean, he's lower, and I just spend. The people around me will say this, and Celia will say girlfriend next to me I just spend 45 minutes yelling at him because he just doesn't he cannot defend he cannot defend so 
if you're going to play surge in this kind of lopsided kind of like right wing back hybrid whatever it is then Sissoko is very good at like shuttling like moving sideways to his right and covering that position you know yeah, and, yeah. and and if Mourinho's going to play that then then Sissoko you know as yeah it just needs to like learn as as HG has alluded to just sit and just like you know be aware of like anything breaking or spaces or passing lanes opening up that he needs to stuff out sorry to keep going but it's like Bentaleb a few seasons ago Bentaleb had that six role but didn't have the discipline to do it didn't want to do it wanted to be the number 10 wanted to be the star of the show but you know I saw Bentaleb play left back once and was the best player on the pitch it's all about knowing what your skill set is and using it to the benefit of the team and I think Sissoko's got that certainly on a much better level than Bentaleb ever did so yeah. Great. I mean, it, we've we found a position for him, but it's based on on the skill set of the other players. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What did you think about Harry yesterday? Um, obviously, some people like HG were calling for him to to be dropped. He, he obviously had a pretty bad game against United, although it was a very different different game. Uh, yesterday, he had six shots and was obviously trying to play himself back into form. What did you think about his game? I think that it was. Inevitable, he was going to play um, because I think he decides when he wants to every play. Game, yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that he played himself into the game. I think to start with, he looked nervy and off it, and I think he he grew in confidence as the game went on. That goal will have helped him enormously, enormously, because you know football, no matter how good you are, is confidence game, especially when you're coming back from a a long time out like he has. Um, I thought he's passing was pretty good he, he played one ball that was nearly nearly inch perfect I think Delhi was going to get on the end of it it was it was it was like a foot away from being a, a defense splitting pass which which uh, you know if, when you saw him try and pass the ball at Man United it was it was dire and mm. um he, he just looked back more back to his old self he was offering himself he was showing he was running defenders it, it was much much better he did show and a I lot think, more didn't he? He, did, he did come short yeah. a lot a lot more looking for the ball um, with his back to the ball, and, he, and he's he's world class with his back to the goal and bringing other people in. We know what he's like from that kind of yeah. And he was having a go, wasn't he? He yeah. was having a go from yeah. distance, which you know he, he didn't ever look like doing against United. We didn't get on the bloody ball against United, but it's um, it's fantastic to see that. And I think you know we've hopefully got him coming back into form and fitness at the right time of the season, ultimately. Um, where we wouldn't have had him at all. So anything we get out of him is a bonus, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. How are we all feeling after that result anyway? Paul, that was four points from the two games, which is probably all right, isn't it? And it keeps us within arm's reach of that of that Champions League spot. Definitely, yeah. Uh, obviously, the results, the other results at the weekend really helped us, apart from, obviously, the Chavs. Sorry, Chelsea. Um, I think defensively, we look a lot more uh, at it. I'm really impressed by Dyer. Last two yeah. games, I think, I think, I think he's, you know, he's, he's really, you know, starting to show a little bit of what we saw when he first arrived. Um, Serge still worries me, but I could speak for days about Serge. Um, I, feel, I, I, I just <laughs> so feel could we, so could we all, Paul? That's the thing. <laughs> he's just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a shame that Tanganga's got the the back issue. We don't have anybody else that could probably probably go in there to be as well. So Soko could probably go in there, but we don't want to take him out of the midfield. Um, so yeah, after after a couple of games, defensively, I think we look a lot better. lacelso has got to play, but as we've just spoke about there, who, who who's in there with him? Son, I, I don't know. I mean, 
I can't remember whether the guys can chime in here, but when he's been out before, is he, is he, when he's come back, has he looked this off the pace before? I mean, he just... Yeah, but do, you, do you not think everyone has? Because I've watched quite a few of the games that have been on so far. And obviously, yeah. you know, like I said, fitness is your career. So yeah. can you not understand that? Because it's like a real, after two months out with no football and then a little bit well, of training, most well, teams... Mane, Mane at Liverpool, Liverpool. I watched Liverpool Everton. I thought Mane looked on it. I thought, you know, Trent yeah, tonight looked, looked pretty fit. I think, obviously, De Bruyne... But I know De Bruyne has had his own specialist coach coming from from Europe to help him um, right. and stuff. They look pretty fit, but I hear what he's saying. I, and I, and I, I say, but like Son is an explosive kind of fast athlete, and mm. yeah, that's a lot of stress on the body. You know, the, the pace that he shows, I mean, is is incredible when you see it pitch side. I mean, he's an explosive athlete, so yeah. therefore that might take a bit of time because yeah, when you when you're an explosive athlete, the injury risk is much higher just for the sheer fact that of the way. But he just looks like, he doesn't look like, he's playing with a smile on his face and all that other nonsensical stuff. But it's it's just, he just doesn't seem to have the confidence to like, you know, like do the, the Sonny things. You know, we know that he, you know, that Fredericks is quick last night. We we know that. But then mm. just swap over and go against Cresswell. Because Cresswell was, Cresswell's slow. So, mm. you know. Serge is taking him one way, so why, why can't he just why can't why can't he just like use intelligence and, and go against like a, a slower fullback? It just seems that he's just he's just he, that that that's the one thing that concerns me at the minute. To answer your question, is that Son just doesn't look. But then he'll probably score a hat trick next game. And <laughs> but um, yeah, he just doesn't. He, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, I go back to this the thing that I alluded to ten minutes ago. Is like maybe this kind of like. Hosa, this regime, this this kind of like tactics. Maybe he's just can't. They just don't feel like they can play their natural, expressive kind of game. They have to stay within these roles, and I, you just it just doesn't look right to me at the minute. In confidence, or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the national service something out. Other, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing here now, but he just doesn't look kind of the son that we know. No, I, th- I think you're right, Paul. I, th- I really do think you're right. I think that the system dictates everything and players know that if they don't perform the way that Jose wants them to, they're not going to play. So, you know, Aurier plays that role on the right. Sun plays that role on the left. Like Delhi at his best roams all over the pitch, right? But he's not yeah, been doing yeah. that because Lucas has been on that side and Sun's been on the other side. And we have that line of four and they don't switch places. Never. And that that's the, that's the interesting thing. So I can only think that you know, even though we know how successful they were, like when we we used to talk about our front four about desk, and they would swap positions all the time, and sometimes Kane would drop deep, and Delhi would be the fur- furthest forward, and Ericsson would supply the bullets, and some would go whichever side he wanted to be on, and the four of them worked really well together because they, again, they knew every single part of that of that process, and Jose is just a lot more um, rigid in what he wants to yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a six-pointer next as well, isn't it? And we've got a big break coming up. One man that has not been involved so far, Mr. Dom Bele. Um, <laughs> Caller, what do you make of that? Do you think he's just not back to fitness? Do you think he's fallen out with Jose? <laughs> do you believe any of the rumours? He's never fit. Has he been fit a day he's actually been at the club? Um, I think the guy's got a lower fitness level than me, and that's saying something. Um, the reality is the reality is that I don't think this, he doesn't play the French newspapers make up a load of shit is generally how it goes. And it's his agent, you know, trying to put a 
subtle pressure or not so subtle pressure to mm. try and get him football. And I think that's as simple as it is. And, and they do a lot of that over there from what I'm told. Um, I don't think Endembele is finished at Spurs at all. I think there is probably a bit of a plan for him. Um, we were talking before the pod, H was saying, well, would you want him to throw him into those games? Uh, and I agree with him. They're probably not the right games to give him a game um, because you're up against, you know, in West Ham, people who kick you up in the air. And let's face it, he is Mr. Glass or has <laughs> been so far. Um, yeah. So, so you know, there's a bit about right place, right time for him. I certainly don't think he's done. He's very young still. And um, I think you've got to give Jose some time to work with him. But the way I look at it is I don't think he would have been breaking lockdown on Barnet Common trying trying to work with the guy if he disliked him. But this is the strange thing, isn't it? Is that yeah. Jose's made several comments about, and you could see that, it, you know, going out for that training session, that he was obviously trying to get him motivated and, and be part of the team. But HG, do you not find it a bit strange that you didn't even bring it on? When you've got the option of five subs, we don't make them all. We bring on Winks for the final, like, was it six, six or 10 minutes or something? And Don Bailey's just sat there. I don't really find it strange for the West Ham game because it was one and. What what purpose would it bring to give him a, you know ten minutes at the end where where the game is over, right? Well, we ten, had about three chances. Well, no, <laughs> but, like, but, but like, no, but like I mean, ten ten minutes at the end of the Man United game might have made sense because we were we just conceded, so we were chasing the game. Obviously, mm. Jose decided to go with Jetson instead for for various reasons. I don't mind the idea that he's not playing. I personally wanted him to wanted him to play against Man United, and I want to see him start against Sheffield United because I think those games would be perfect for him. If you've got, you know, let's say a midfield three of of Sissoko and Lo Celso and Dombele together against that Sheffield United three in midfield, I think we'd mm-hmm. be all right. I, I, I'd like to see that, but I like just because he costs that much money doesn't mean he should start every game. Doesn't mean he should play in every game. We just need to get him playing in a system that suits him and. The the four four two defensive wouldn't have suited him against Man United, and I don't think we expected West Ham to be as passive as they were. So it, it, it's far too early to make these you know, these long kind of suggestions about what the future might hold. We've got another seven games in what less than a month. I mean, yeah. he's going to get really, chances. It's another point, you know. The more the paper talks about it, the more we're talking about it, the more the supporters are talking about it, the more pressure's on the guy when he when he comes into the team. Yeah, no, that's true. But, but that's he's, he's, true. Put, he's put he's put that pressure on himself though. I mean, yes, he, well, he, he, he came maybe. up to and he said, "Like I'm not ready to play." You know, and the, the, sorry, to go back to this, but the sports science people they see they, they wear the, the trackers and things, and we, they, they know exactly like what kind of like condition. Unless he's got, you know, some kind of hidden injury which they don't know about, and we don't need we we will not need to know about. Then that's another issue. It's his mindset. You see him play. You're right. He is made of glass. He is. Mm. He just. It's it's a. I'm I am convinced it's a. He is. He just doesn't fancy either the league or playing for Mourinho. And that takes me on to my next point is if Jose isn't here in 18 months, now I'm sorry to jump the gun, but maybe he won't be for whatever, because yeah, it, for, it's, 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 history. Yeah. <laughs> it's history. Yeah. It's history shown like you'll fall out with people and he'll, you know, and, and yeah, he'll, he'll go. And I, I, I tried to say earlier when, when uh, the caller was talking, is like, is Jose the right manager for him? It's, I mean, if we sell him and he goes to, yeah, you know, and A and another team, and he, he yeah, 
yeah, we, we've lost we, we we've lost a real time. I mean, the guy is an incredible footballer. When you see you see the glimpses of him in the flesh of what he does, it is it's incredible. I mean, his speed of thought and what he, he gets himself out of like like these positions with like two or three midfielders around him, it, it is incredible. But yeah. it's a mindset thing. I just don't think he fancies the league. He doesn't, yeah. and obviously he's knackered after 15, 20 minutes. I mean, I just, yeah. I'd, I'd love to spend six weeks with him and just say like, okay, you know, this is just all about you know just getting like fitness levels up. Just, just get your fitness. Just like be able to last. Because if you if, if you were picking him, even at the minute, you know that he probably won't last the whole game. So therefore, you're or even with the extra subs, you're gonna lose a sub because you're gonna have to hook him because he's gonna be. Naked. Yeah, but that's the concern, I, I, isn't it? When we're we're not gonna have a proper preseason this year, I imagine it's gonna be a few weeks until we, we we're starting the next season up again. So he does look a lot leaner, though. I mean, I I, I don't know if it's a training kit he's wearing or, or but he, <laughs> he, he does look like he's lost a little bit of timber. He might have been training with Owen. We don't know yet, but it's the new pink tops are very slimming. That's why uh, Calder went and bought one, isn't it? I haven't got one yet, actually. Have you not? No, I, I was hinted for one for Father's Day, but I ended up with a beautiful uh, Water Lane sign instead, which yeah. surprisingly she's let me okay. put up in the kitchen. Um, Paul doesn't think it's going to last that long in there, if I'm honest. But uh, it's a room you spend less time me. in now. It's just crazy. <laughs> hey, behave yourself. Oh, it's nice. It's you spend less time there. That's a good thing. I spend more time there doing healthy meal prep. HG, healthy that was sly. Prep. That was really sly. <laughs> No more fridge raiders. Yeah, I mean, he does look. He does look like he's lost. He's lost a bit of timber, and he, you know, and we all know what you know. What what we've seen flashes of it, and it'll be it'll be nice. I think I, I'll go along with what the guy said. I, I'd I'd put him in against Sheffield, and and see how he does. And, and yeah, it's just so we can stop all the nonsense around him at the moment. Just see, look, what we got at the minute because he yeah. is frustrating. I mean, it, it is frustrating, and I know. I know about the price tag. We, we go back to Lamella on his price tag and yeah, what we expect from him and stuff. But yeah, you're right. Just because he costs 60 odd million euros, it doesn't mean that he should play every game. But I don't think Levy agrees. <laughs> well, Levy agrees. Like, yeah. No yeah. playing. I have to say that, can you imagine if Lacelso and Dembele and Sissoko sit behind him and play? Yeah. What the potential in that midfield is it's pretty good, I would say, isn't it? Yeah. So like a four, a one, a two, and then. The attacks in front of them. Would you? Would you? Yeah. Would you have like a three? Would you? Would you just have like? That's a think, four. Obviously, that's a four three three, isn't it? But it's lopsided yeah. with yeah. with yeah. surge going forward anyway. But yeah, I mean that sounds sensible to me. And you know, I feel bad for Sheffield United because they've come back and they don't look anywhere near as good as as they were before the break. So it's a, it's a real opportunity to kind of get ahead of them and, and keep the pressure on the top four or five teams. Yeah, I'll only feel bad for them if we're thrashing them six nil. Quite frankly, the worse they are, the better. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But yeah, we'll see. Right, I think that pretty much draws it to a close. Um, Caller, thanks for joining me. Absolute pleasure. Uh, it's really not the same. Just drinking water. I'm going to be back on the gin next time. <laughs> yeah, I did say, but you still managed to put ice cubes in there and f- make a few chinky noises for me to it edit just, out. Just to, just to annoy you, really. <laughs> just give me something to do tonight until like one o'clock in the morning. Nice. That's it, exactly. Uh, HG, uh, you're back at school now, aren't you, working? Oh, for, we've been there for like four or five weeks now. It's been, it's, it's almost, I mean, it's normal in the fact that um, I'm there every day, but we only have half the class that come. So it's right. it, it's a little bit easier. My two lessons today, because we're in the final two weeks of school. So my two lessons today, I had four kids in my first class and three in my second. And all we did was watch movies. 
Lovely. Oh, what a oh, dog. Christ. I don't, know how, you, I don't know how you take your paycheck home at night. Exactly. Hey, how do, how do really you sleep know. at night? How do you I, sleep I, at I night? Don't, I don't agree with the system here when it comes to these things because they have a, you know, this is not a place to talk about the, the Austrian defend, school system. Oh, HG, HG, you don't need to defend yourself. You're talking about a bloke who, call a hides in an office all day and gets all of his minions Whoa. in the work. And all, all, Paul does, all Paul does is hang around in parks getting people to do exercise. So <laughs> hang about, hang about. You've I'm been working better one squat at a time i don't do i don't do any work procuring (laughs) procuring what (laughs) face masks hopefully at the moment i have actually been procuring face masks yeah well you've done a shit job there's a shortage (laughs) (laughs) done a good job because there's a shortage fucking boris didn't sort it out anyway and also paul thank you for joining long-term absentee hopefully we'll have you back again soon oh pleasure loved it really really it was good to uh you know yeah, get some ideas out across and uh yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much for having me. Great. Chat some shit. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, rather than just like <laughs> spending my life like screaming at people on Facebook. Exactly. It's a lot better to speak rather than just to type furiously into a keyboard, isn't it? Right. Um we've got I think Seb's doing sort of another quiz type thing with potentially Vlad uh, in between now and the Sheffield gang, so we've got a six day wait, so look out for that. Um and until then we'll be back with um a review of the Sheffield game. I'm not sure who else is gonna be with us, but look out for that. And um the, the Americas should be doing a preview for the for the Sheffield game because we're not talking about it tonight. So look out for those, lots of stuff coming up. Um subscribe to all of your podcast providers and don't forget to uh follow us on Twitter, look at our Facebook page youtube and instagram we're on all of it so uh give us a follow on there and until next time come on you spurs come on you spurs come on you spurs i love stephen bergvine (laughs) he's he's your new one is he all right sports social podcast network